0: There. I'm Charlotte May from the University of Nottingham and for the um, Wollstonecraft and Descent celebration I was going to talk about Samuel Rogers and how he connected to Wollstonecraft and Newington Green. So what I thought I'd do is do a quick couple of minutes on Samuel Rogers and why he's so incredibly important to the community and history of Newington Green, as well as his connections to Wollstonecraft and other radicals and circles of the area. Um, so to start off with I thought I'd present you with um, the most frequently used portrait of Rogers I think. So this is by Thomas Phillips in 1817. What's particularly interesting if you've not come across an image of Rogers before is that it's very similar to Thomas Phillips's portrait of Blake in so much as there is attention paid to the forehead so you sort of have that um, that glow from the forehead highlighting the powers of imagination and I think for Rogers probably memory too. So memory and its connection to the brain, and this is very much a um, a reference to Rogers' best-selling work, *The Pleasures of Memory*, um, which initially was published in 1792, and it was um, or it ran to multiple editions, and I think it was 19 editions by 1816. So it's a a really huge best-selling work, *The Pleasures of Memory*, and it's what Rogers is known best for, alongside his work *Italy*. The um, reason I'm so interested in Rogers is my PhD was a collection of the letters of Rogers and I continue to edit them. Um, I've edited over 600, um, probably more than that now, and I know Rogers very well. So he's someone who, um, I think everyone who works on letters feels a bit like this. Uh, They're a bit of a sort of um, lingering housemate. Um, The idea that actually you know them very well and you get to know their, their habits and the way that they represent and talk about other people too. Now this is particularly interesting when we're looking at how Rogers reflects on his history of Newington Green. Um, The beginning of Rogers' life has actually received a lot of critical attention including in the 1880s an edition of The Early Life of Samuel Rogers by his biographer P.W. Claydon which actually covers Rogers' life from 1763 to 1805 only and then there's two more volumes called Rogers and his Contemporaries which covers from 1805 to Rogers' death in 1855. Now this gives you some idea as to the breadth of Rogers's social connections and the events in his life, as well as the fact that he just didn't die. <laughs> he died at the age of 92, so actually it's quite a remarkable age. And the longevity of Samuel Rogers has often been um, to blame for the fact that he fell out of fashion. So he was born in Newington Green, actually yards away from the chapel there. So he was literally at the very centre of this community, which was then much more of a village. So we have the idea that obviously now Newington Green is very much London, whereas actually it had a much more secluded feel at the time. And Rogers' most recent biographer, Martin Bloxage, stated in 2013 that he he refers to this as the, the making of an aesthete this kind of beginning, these kind of circles, this interest that um, he showed in the world around him. And actually, I think sociability was incredibly important to that. After all, people who either deal in aesthetics or are interested in aestheticism tend to have quite large social circles and form relationships with people in order to ensure that they can achieve their objectives. So actually, the idea of aestheticism and sociability are really closely interlinked. Both sides of Rogers' family were, were non-conformists, um, so actually he can trace his family quite back quite a long way. And this is really important for Rogers growing up because actually he's a Presbyterian from 1789, um, but he does grow up um in Newington Green among the crowd of different people there, particularly including Richard Price, who actually lived next door. So the radical um Richard um, philosopher Richard Price actually took a very keen interest in the young Rogers siblings after their mother died when Rogers was 13 and actually Roger's father himself was quite straight-laced and very authoritative and demanded regular readings of the Bible and very good church attendance. So actually Richard Price was very much someone who would, um, there is a story about him going back tracing his steps through Newington Green to um, turn over a beetle who was on its back. Um, You know this idea that he was very interested in nature and very amiable Um, pervades Rogers' recollections of him and actually Rogers himself did write an unfinished um, biography of Richard Price which is currently in the Sharp Papers at um, University College London. It's also important that Rogers was known as a banker poet I mean to what extent this is actually important when reading his poetry I would uh, would be very critical of but actually his father entered into a uh, partnership um, and the banking firm in 1766 and we very much see that Rogers inherited that, he became a bank manager and actually he's a constant um, professional financial manager in his lifetime which secures a financial income but also means that when it comes to being a professional poet there's often seen to be tension between the two. Although actually, as, as we all know who work on this period, a professional poet is not someone who makes money alone by their poetry. In fact, that was very rare. Instead, professional poets tended to have other jobs too to supplement their income that poetry could not provide for. A really interesting fragment is um, something that Rogers wrote and has actually been transcribed by his most recent um, biographer in twenty. Um, but actually it was something that I transcribed and came across too, because it's in the British Library. And it's a very interesting uh, piece which speaks a lot of Rogers' style of writing, and um, particularly his use of the dash, uh, which I think he could rival Byron for. So he states, when recollecting his youth, I was born not in a great town, nor yet where the curfew bell was unheard at nightfall on a summer evening my parents, not noble yet not ungentle, eminent as were my ancestors in the best days of England for fervour of religion, high-mindedness, souls above this world. Nor would I exchange them with the noblest in Europe, from my earliest years I was melancholy to sadness, yet I had dreams that made amends for all. My constant wish has been to live with those who were eminent. I always inclined to the society of those older than myself, who had left the conflict and whose bustle was over the young whose minds were full of youth breathing the essence of the early flowers in springtime, a young man who is not young a coxcomb or was my aversion, the greatest resource and consolation of my life has been my turn for verses, a crowd, a bustle cannot prevent me, in an instant I am at work. So from this we know a lot about Rogers' writing style and it's, it's sort of, um, I think the word gloss is quite a nice way to use this when Rogers is very reflective and actually we can see this, this kind of idealised Newington Green coming through but the really interesting phrase is my constant wish has been, has been to live with those who are eminent. Now we see in the society that Roger's cultivated at Newington Green, um, I'm thinking of Barbold, for example, as well as Price and Joseph Priestley, and actually the Roger sat in a pew adjoining um, Wollstonecrafts at the chapel in Newington Green. Um, we see this great pursuit of sociability and this real interest in knowing more about those around him who were eminent in many ways. When we're thinking of Wollstonecraft, it's really important to note that actually Rogers was not um, discriminatory when it came to eminence. He was indeed interested in women of intellectual, um, well, of intellectual professions or philosophies as much as he was men. And this also meant that he was not discriminatory in his politics or in his religion either, that actually he would very much form social circles that traversed these boundaries and categories.